Who loves rainy days? Yeah. I love them. They're the best. I love them. We don't have very many of them in Texas, right? So we've got to take advantage. Okay, so one of the first things that we always do for this uh, midweek message time is we share stories, okay? So I'm going to actually ask Justin to come up and share a story of a life change here at Shoreline City. Justin. What is up, everybody? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to uh, share a story uh, from Connect Groups, and so uh, we just recently sent out like a um, like a survey or like a response to say like, "Hey, how's your Connect Group going?" Many of you guys probably got it, um, and this is one that I got back. Uh, it's from Diane. She says, "Oh my gosh, I started a Connect Group uh, so that other folks in Mansfield uh, area could come and get connected during the week um, without having to drive all the way into Dallas." Uh, I set the table at my sister's house uh, during the launch week, but no one showed up. I was slightly disappointed, uh, but I know I did the right thing. And after several weeks, I kept setting the table, but no one was showing up. I decided to leave my group online. After er, 10 weeks later, I get a message of someone who signed up for my group. Her name is Rachel, and she's a 19-year-old girl at DBU. I invited her out to coffee this week, and it was so good. She shared how she felt disconnected after moving away from home to go to DBU. God has given her such a big heart, and she's going to grow track next week. Uh, And then then Eric actually met her at after parties at Bishop Arts Oak Cliff. Um, And so from 10 weeks, so I just, I thought it was so awesome how someone was so faithful to keep setting the table over and over and over again. Um, And someone showed up. So yeah. Well, hello everyone. You guys doing good today? I heard it's Paige Martindale's birthday today. Antigua, I recognize you cannot see her. All of you leaders who are listening, you can't see her either, but we love her so, so much. She is a gift uh, to this church family for sure. Hey, I'm so, so excited to get to have this time to share. Uh, My beautiful wife did a great job sharing last week on the leadership talk, as she always does, so incredibly life-giving. So if that was inspirational, maybe this will be a little bit more informational, but um, I want to remember that uh, we see all of you, everyone who is listening to this, everyone who's in this room right now, everyone who is in Antigua, uh, we see you as leaders. Where's my Antigua camera? Oh, okay, there we go. (laughs) Antigua, I love you a whole bunch. Um, so we, we see you as leaders, and, uh, and that's really, really important for you to understand. So when we're approaching anybody who's even on the serve team, we're not approaching you as somebody who's just like filling a role. Uh, we see you as a leader. Uh, we feel it is our mandate as a church to pull out of you everything that God put on the inside of you. Uh, we were never called to make attendees. We were called to make disciples. So our language around that is we're called to raise up Christ-like leaders who make it on earth as it is in heaven. So please understand, this is, this is the environment here. This is what we're trying to cultivate at every campus and in every interaction. Uh, we're going to laugh a ton. We'll have a lot of fun along the way. But we really want to pull all the gold uh, that's on the inside of you out uh, so that what God put in you, the world can really, really receive. So just know that I was, uh, last week though, I had a chance to 
uh, sit at a round table with some uh, amazing pastors. And I learned a lot, a lot of stuff. But one of the things we got to do is go sit with Nick Saban, and, uh, who is the coach of uh, University of Alabama. Uh, a lot of people don't like him uh, because he wins all the time. Because I mean, he just keeps winning and winning and winning. Uh, there might be other reasons people don't like him. But it was fascinating to be able to sit with him when you're sitting with someone who is at like some believe may be the best college football coach ever. So you're just in the room with somebody like that. You just want to learn as much as you can. It was interesting how he said, uh, he goes, I think only 10% of people are leaders. Everybody else is followers. I was like, hmm, interesting. So you're just kind of trying to piece, you know, through what what, what he's saying here. Uh, But what he was trying to communicate to all of these young players that he has, because everyone is 18 to 22 years old, okay? Um, He's trying to communicate to them, you are on the platform of someone's life. And since you are on the platform of someone's life, recognize your decisions and your behaviors do matter. And here is a college coach saying this to football players, and it's wonderful. You know, we got to meet Tua, uh, who was a Heisman Trophy um, candidate and probably will win the Heisman uh, this up or could win the Heisman this upcoming year. I mean, it, it was fantastic. But he's he's telling these guys, you're on a platform. How, how much more the body of Christ? How much more all of you as the leaders that God has called you to be uh, that are living for something really eternal? And, and there are people's lives that are in the balance and you have the opportunity. You And I have the opportunity to serve and love these folks. But OK, that was all introduction. Uh, John chapter 10. Uh, John chapter 10. Oh, there's uh, so many verses here. But let's go down to verse number one. Why not? Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by uh, by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from the stranger because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Um, Jesus here is talking about himself. It's uh, obviously this is a uh, agricultural society. Uh, there's this farming and, and sheep and, and shepherds and all of this. You obviously, you know, the angel showed up to the shepherds and said, "Hey, go to um, go to the the town of Bethlehem." So we don't have a lot of shepherds, you know, uh, today. Maybe you know one. I don't know of one. I maybe they have them in New Zealand. I don't know where shepherds would be, but they there's not a ton of shepherds that I know or you know. Uh, so how they live and operate and work is not something that's super familiar to us, Um, but it's really, really beautiful when you begin to dig into how a shepherd works. But first, let me paint the picture. Jesus is the ultimate shepherd, okay? And he goes through this, and he says, not only am I the shepherd, I am the gate. He goes like, I'm the gate, I'm the shepherd. I'm like, he's like, I am it. God sent me, I'm here to lead, and it is about us following his voice. It is about us being in his path. It's about us doing what he's called us to do, uh, following 
along the, the, the direction that he's called us to. So all of that's true. This is ultimately about Jesus. But I do think there are some principles that are important for us to grab as leaders as well to understand that we are shepherds, if you will. OK, and he, here's a couple of things that I want to throw out here just real, real quick. Uh, first one of uh, the gatekeeper opens the gate. Uh, verse number four, when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them. He goes ahead of them. She goes ahead of them. This is what the shepherd does. They go ahead of them. What are we calling you to do as leaders? To go ahead of people. You go first. If we want a church that's filled with people that are willing to serve, then we go first, okay? We go first. We're not like, who's going to do this? Somebody better clean that. No. Hello, somebody. That's us. If we want a church that washes people's feet, then we are the ones that do that first. We go ahead. If we want a church that's inclusive and loving and supportive and and tears down walls of injustice, then we go ahead. We do that first. If we want a praying church, if we want a church that's passionate about the things of God, a church that believes the word of God, if we want a church that worships intently and says, God, have all of my heart, then we need to have leaders that are willing to go ahead and go first. And this is not just a pastor duty. This is all the serve team. This is you are the ones that are leading the church. I love that our church keeps on growing. It's amazing and beautiful. I want every seat filled, every service. I want to launch more campuses. I want to rescue as many people as we possibly can. I want all of that. But I recognize attendees are not who transform the world. Who transforms the world are disciples. So that's what we are going after. So we want people to come into the seats, but we don't want them staying in the seats. We want them getting going to growth track, becoming a Christ-like leader, getting on a growth plan, and becoming all that God has called them to be. Because we we want people that want to go ahead, go first, take the first step. If I'm not willing to show up at six o'clock in the morning and serve, then why can I expect anybody else to show up at six o'clock in the morning and serve? If I'm not tithing, why would I expect anybody else to tithe? If I'm not willing to pray for my team, why would I think somebody else is going to pray for the team? If I'm not willing to kill gossip and kill division, then why would I think somebody else is going to do that? I go ahead. I go first as a leader. That's what our Savior has modeled for us. Goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They know his voice. They know her voice. I um I don't I didn't I thought this was a little bit unique when I discovered uh that that shepherds actually really talk and like have names for their sheep. Like they can tell them apart. Which I would think. Every sheep looks the same to me. You know, I don't mean to be racist here, but every sheep, you know, wait, wait, wait. Some sheep is really offended right now. I was like, are you saying all sheep look the same? Yes. To me, all the sheep look the same. And but the shepherd, the shepherd's like, no, no, I know that one. 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 Not only do I know them, I'm talking to them and they know me. They know my voice. They know my voice. So I'm like, hey, let's go this way. They're like, okay, I know your voice. I'll follow you. The voice of a stranger, they're not going to follow. Uh, I'm going way longer than I wanted to here, but 
Uh, yesterday, uh, some of you uh, may have seen this. Yesterday on Instagram, you know, I got, uh, I thought it was hacked. It wasn't hacked. Somebody, you know, created a fake account. Uh, and they put a, uh, an underscore at the end of my name. But they had the same profile picture. And they took a bunch of my pictures off of my, uh, my feed. And it was on theirs as well. Uh, so if you didn't look quickly, you would think, oh, that's, that's me, because it said Earl McClellan just had a little underscore at the end. Um, well, you know, people are making jokes like, oh, you know, you know you've arrived when somebody's faking your account. And, um, <laughs> and I don't think that's true, but, but I get the gist and I, the same jokes I would make. But uh, that didn't bother me as much. It was creepy, but it didn't bother me as much. What bothered me was the person, whomever it was, sent a DM to a lady on the North team, the North Dallas team, and said, hey, you know, I wanted to privately message you. Uh, You were on my heart. The Lord was telling me something and something else. Now, when you read the text, it's not my language. It's not how I talk. So the young lady who got it, read it, and said, "Mm mm-mm. Nope. This is not my pastor. This is not my pastor. He doesn't talk like this. He he doesn't sound like this. This is not how he will kind of articulate something. He, He wouldn't go about it this way. Because she knew my voice. You you understand what I'm saying? So since there was a connection there when somebody was saying something that said they were me, but it didn't sound like me, she didn't jump on this. Instead, she took a screenshot, sent it to Casey, said, Casey, something's not right here because this does not sound right. Does your team, does your team know your voice? And not only your voice, do they understand the language of this house? Do they understand the language even of the kingdom of God? Because the kingdom of God is advancing and the kingdom of God is taking ground and the kingdom of God is a kingdom of faith and the kingdom of God is one that wants to tear down strongholds and see people set free. But when you are talking, does it even sound like the kingdom or does it sound like the culture of our day? Because if it just sounds like the culture of our day, but it doesn't sound like the kingdom, I just think too many churches have been okay kind of slipping into the culture of the day and it sounds relevant, but it's not kingdom. And I I want a church. I want a church family that is filled with people that when we say we're going to take a hill, they're like, oh my goodness, that sounds like Jesus. When we say we're going to serve our community, they're like, oh my goodness, that sounds like Jesus. When we say we're going to sacrifice and go a little bit further than we might think is comfortable, we go, yep, it sounds like Jesus. That's how our shepherd talks. And I recognize the voice. I recognize the voice. I'm trying. I'm talking now, guys, about us getting underneath the surface here. This is culture stuff. This is not. This is you and I understanding who we are and who God has called us to be. And this is again. This is not the Earl Show. You know this. This is not the Onika Show. Uh, and this is not the Serve Team Show. This is the. This is all about, about Jesus. This is His church. We want Him to be exalted. Him to be magnified. Because He says when He's lifted up, not when the name Shoreline is lifted up, but when Jesus is lifted up. That's when he draws men and women unto himself. Uh, But I just want us to be, uh, I want us to follow in the footsteps of our shepherd and be the type of shepherds, the type of leaders that God has called us to be. Hey, love you guys so, so much. Appreciate you guys tremendously.
Antigua, Dallas, love y'all.